You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hey, everybody. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Explore a wide selection of luxury spirits, wine, and champagne at ReserveBar.com. Elevate your gifting this year with rare and exceptional bourbons, tequilas, scotch, wine, champagne, with personalized engraving, exceptional glassware, and more. From wines to whiskeys, there's a bottle for everyone. For a limited time, save $20 on your order of $150 plus with the code IHEART at ReserveBar.com. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, June 8th. Another fun night in the association. Ah, yes. Kevin Durant is back. Rob G and I, we've got some steaming hot takes, like scalding to the point where if you're listening to this while holding your phone, the takes are going to be so hot, you're going to drop your phone. That's liable to happen. Also, special guest joining us. If you guys remember back in football season, anytime the Eagles do anything, I bring on my guy, John Gonzalez, because he really, truth be told, the first guy to ever put me on TV in any capacity was John Gonzalez in Philadelphia. Now, I say guy because CBS Sports Network did give me a chance way, way, way back, I don't know, 2013, 12. And then I went on a a Philadelphia local show with John Gonzalez only because I had a blog at the time and he liked 
you know, the cut of my jib. We became friends. He's now out here in L.A., good guy. His wife uh, works at NFL Network, Colleen Wolf. I'm sure you guys know her. Um, Gonzalez is a good guy. You'll like what he has to say about the Sixers. If you like the Sixers. Um, if you're a Hawks fan, you'll be very upset, but fear not. I balance it out. You guys know I'm riding with Trey Young in this series. But before we get to Gonzalez and the Sixers, who are trying to save their season tonight, they can't go down 0-2 to Atlanta. You can't just expect to go to the Highlight Factory and win two. Before we get to that, we're not opening with the Suns' blitzkrieg in the second half of Denver or this Michael Porter Jr. injury, which doesn't sound great given his uh, history with his back. He played very poorly in the second half. You wonder how much of it was the injury. But again, we'll save the Suns for a minute. I need to start right here with one simple fact. James Harden was right. A couple of years ago, James Harden got into a verbal dispute with Giannis. And James Harden was quoted as saying, I wish I could just run and be seven feet and just dunk. Like, that takes no skill at all. That's James Harden on Giannis. And is James Harden right or is James Harden right? Guys, do you realize how bad Giannis has been to start this series against the Nets? They get de-pantsed by Brooklyn. They lose by 39. Giannis, 0 for 3 on threes. 2 for 5 on threes in game one. Are you ready for this stat? Giannis has opened the playoffs for six games. Three for 24 from deep. He has opened the series against the Nets two for 10 at the foul line. How many years have we been chirping about Giannis can't shoot? Giannis can't shoot free throws. And what is Giannis still not doing? I mean, we we crushed Ben Simmons. Not me. Them. The outsiders. Other media people. They kill Ben Simmons because he can't shoot. And he doesn't shoot threes. So are we applauding Giannis for trying but stinking? I mean, maybe Ben Simmons says, you know what? I'm not ready to come out of my comfort zone just yet. And I could shoot threes and shoot two for 15 like Giannis, and it would be awful and I would get shredded. So I'd rather just be shredded for not shooting my shot. It's like when, I'll never forget this. We went to Cancun, Rob G. You know, spring break in Cancun. A bunch of my friends. And the opening night, I'll never forget this night because like, you know, you're, you're drinking all day. You're drinking at night. You're excited for first night in Cancun. There's chicks everywhere. It was incredible. And me and my buddies must have struck out like seven straight times to open the week, okay? And one of my friends is leading the charge. I'm not going to out him here. And like, I mean, he's going up to tens everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's like, just try to make it happen. Just shot down. And it, it, it stung. It was like, damn. But you know what? A lesser man or a lesser group of friends would have just shut it down for the week and been like, you know what? I got no confidence. Hell to the no. We went right back on that grind the next day. And now I'll stop talking about spring break in college and get back to the NBA. I mean, I guess Giannis deserves some credit for shooting, but he was awful. And the Bucks just, they look like they're going to get swept. James Harden's not even playing. Brooklyn's passing the ball around. All you're going to hear and see on the gambling numbers is Brooklyn is by far the heavy favorite to win. I think the bigger story here is the Bucks, Folks, this is the year the Bucks were supposed to finally figure it out. I joked on social media that Budenholzer might as well call his real estate agent at halftime and say, yo, put my shit on the market. We're done. Because I don't see any path to winning this series. The only thing I was texting with a Bucks fan 
a buddy of mine, and he's saying, you know, the Celtics did win game three. Maybe the Nets let their guard down after a 39-point beatdown, and maybe, maybe the Nets, uh, the, the Nets lose and the Bucs steal a game. But it's just so weird that the Bucs could look so good beating the Heat, 4-0, and look so bad in two games against the Nets. I don't know where to start with Chris Middleton. I have been adamant that he's never been a solid number two. Adamant. And then like a jackass, I bet his over point total, 21 and a half in game one and game two. He did not get there on either night. And it's pretty clear Chris Middleton ain't waking up and he's not built for these kind of moments. And it's fine. Like he's a really good regular season player. And I've said this now for a, a couple weeks on the podcast. The regular season shows off your strengths. The postseason shows off your weaknesses. The Milwaukee Bucks weaknesses are I mean, they're buck naked for everybody to see him. Giannis cannot shoot. He is extremely limited outside the paint. He's a non-factor. That's a fact, people, in the playoffs. Chris Middleton, he ain't a number two. He's like a really good regular season player. He was even good in the first round against the Heat. But against the favored Nets, he is wilting. Chris Middleton, a team-high minus 30. He had five turnovers also leading the team. He was pressing. You knew he wanted to bounce back from the vomiting all over himself in game one. And it just wasn't happening. Drew Holiday, one-time All-Star. Yeah, I'm back on that track. Minus 27. I mean, then the Bucs, are you guys ready for this? Two players on the Bucs got to the foul line. Giannis, two for seven. And <laughs> Giannis's brother, who somehow played nine minutes. Those are the only guys who attempted a free throw on the Bucs. Now, I stopped watching midway through the second quarter because I was just pissed. And then I tuned back in, and it was even worse in the third, like late third. Um, like, nobody's driving. Nobody's getting to the bucket. I don't want to hear Dante DiVincenzo is the reason they're getting smoked. Uh, Budenholzer's gone, and I don't know. I, I, do you have to put Middleton on the block? Like, what do you do? Do you run it back? They have no chance against the Nets. And I feel like a bit of an idiot for, like, the seventh time on the Milwaukee Bucks. Um I said Giannis defended Jimmy Butler really well in the first round. I, everybody saw that. Like Drew Holiday did a, good, did a good job, and Giannis was phenomenal. Giannis should be able to slow down Kevin Durant in some capacity. I mean, why the hell would I say something like that? Did I forget how incredible Kevin Durant is? I mean, did everyone? <laughs> you know, I got all these people tweeting at me. Oh, you said Luka's the best player in the NBA. Are you watching Kevin Durant? Like, he is breathing? Are you watching what he's doing to Giannis? I mean, guys, Giannis got crossed up by Durant like six or seven times in the game. One, a filthy jumper. I mean, his point of release on his jumper is incredible. And then another one kept crossing him up and then drives to the hoop and then finished with the reverse. Um, Kevin Durant in this series so far, just two games, 30 points per game, 57% shooting, 45% from three. He's laying waste to the Celtics and Bucks, and Kevin Durant is trying to stake claim as the best player in the NBA. And listen, Luca's in the clubhouse, okay? <laughs> Luca's in the clubhouse, and he, he turned in an incredible round one, but he can't help himself. And you know, Rob G, I would like to make a case for the Atlanta Hawks to to beat the Sixers and maybe hang with the Brooklyn Nets, but I, I mean, again, you don't want to overreact, Rob, but. They beat the Celtics at five. It looks like 
We know Budenholzer's adjustments historically have been terrible in the playoffs. It looks like they're probably going to sweep the Bucs. Then you talk about, well, shucks. Can the Hawks get a game off them? I don't know if the, if the Sixers get by. Can the Sixers get a game off them? And now you start spinning forward like, wow, this is crazy. And this is not overreaction to one game, guys. There is now a seven-game body of work with the Nets. They played without Harden. And they smoked, smoked twice. The second, eh, third best team in the East. So, Rob, I don't know. I, I'm all, all of a sudden, if I'm the Warriors that went 16-1 and in Durant's first year in Golden State, I'm starting to look at that 16-1 and and be like, okay, I, they might match that as the best record in playoff history. Rob G's Lakers, memorably, Kobe and Shaq, 15-1. and one. Um, Rob G, are you crowning the Nets, or am I going overboard here? You're going a little bit overboard. I mean, well, first off, thank you for bringing up the 0-1 Lakers, who are the greatest postseason team in NBA history, oh statistically oh proven, oh better than the KD, Steph, and Clay Warriors. But, um, <laughs> no, I mean— Brooklyn's looked fantastic. Like, no way to sugarcoat it or, or short sell them at all. They have looked incredible. But I've been saying all season that the way to beat them is you have to punish them for being small and you have to be able to lock down defensively. And Giannis has been completely unable to punish them for being small because he does not have a developed skill set. His skill set is let me run downhill at you as fast as possible and get to the rim. The only problem is when there's somebody in front of him, he's not developed enough offensively to make anything happen. You know, I think Joel Embiid, were he not for his meniscus, is the kind of guy who would just feast on the the Brooklyn front line. But um, I'm glad that you brought up Kevin Durant, who I, I told you, I think, a week ago that he looked like the best player in the postseason. He kind of laughed at me, but it's okay. I don't, I don't think I uh, laughed at you. You, you, We'd you, have to you run the tape back, but I don't think there was actual laughter. You know, it was a given smirk. my history with smirk. KD, he slid into my DMs, a bromance begun, and he hasn't responded to me in like well, two okay, years. You but, smirked because you kind of forgot about how good he's been, <laughs> I, I feel like. Um, Possibly. But I'm glad you brought up Kevin Durant, and, and, I, and I was telling you this um, before we started recording. I was watching the game at the studio while I was doing the radio show, and it just so happened that Rocky too was on in the studio on one of the four TVs that we have in there. And it was the very last scene where it's Apollo and, and Rocky, and they're going to have that mythical third fight that nobody ever knows who won. And Apollo says to Rocky, you know, you fight great, but I'm a great fighter. And having that side-by-side -side with the Bucks nets game, it was like a perfect illustration of what we're seeing between Giannis and KD. Giannis plays great. He can put up big numbers. And there's times in the regular season he looks absolutely dominant. But KD's a great player. Like, it doesn't matter what time of year, who the opponent, postseason, preseason, regular season, February, June, March, October, Kevin Durant is a professional basketball player. Highly skilled. No matter who's in front of him, he has a bag that's very deep, and he's going to be able to do whatever he wants. I like Giannis that. is not that guy. I, I, I like that. I agree. The thing about Durant is... I don't know how you guard him or slow him down. Because even when you look back at when him and Russ pushed the Warriors, like he was getting, you know, 35, 40 points a game. He like nobody stopped him. And don't give me this Kawhi can guard him stuff, guys. Go look it up. Spurs Thunder back in the day when Kawhi was like, I think the year after that, he was like finals MVP or whatever. I mean, Durant lit him. He had like 20 on him in a quarter. 
So it, it, even if the Clippers happen to make the finals and this, oh, we get Kawhi versus KD, that's not much of a matchup. I'm telling you, KD will light him up. You can, The release point for Durant makes it impossible. And that's why when all these people go on TV, like Barkley and all these guys, oh, he's the greatest scorer ever, or whatever, whatever they're saying. Like, yeah, Michael Jordan was great, but I think Katino Mobley was the one who came on this podcast back in, ooh, uh, I don't know, February? And was saying, we've never seen a scorer like this. A guy with 6'11", with that handle, who can shoot threes and attack you and hit the fadeaway. Like, it's almost impossible to block his shot. If KD's hitting, and he's he's only 32, um, I don't know how you stop him. Um, that being said, let me quickly go back to what you said about Giannis. His wingman, Chris Middleton, in the series is 3 of 13 from 3. Okay? Mike James who was playing internationally for, I don't know, the last three years, is four of eight from three in the series. And when, like, the Nets, I don't know, 10th guy has more threes than your number two, you're done. And I, listen, I, maybe Brooklyn makes it interesting. Uh, Pat Connaughton gets hot or something, but some cra- craziness. I'm just telling you right now, the Brooklyn Nets look like, I guess, the super team we thought they would be, right? When they got hardened. And Rob, let me just wrap up the Nets by saying this. I couldn't have been more frustrated watching the Nets with KD and Kyrie and thinking, oh my gosh, these guys are going to bring back Harden? How can other, how can Luka not get a number two? Why can't the Lakers add Bradley Beal? How do the Nets have three friggin' superstars? Like, LeBron needs to get somebody. Another team needs a third star because. You know, I know injuries happen, you know, and blah, blah, blah. But this Nets team, there's no way anybody thought they would beat the Bucs by 39 points. You guys are out there gambling. The net, the Bucks were plus two on, uh, I think it was Sunday night, they were plus two. I bet them at plus one and a half. You wake up Monday morning, it's plus one. By like mid-morning, it's pick them. By close, the close, right before the game, the Bucks were two-point favorites. So it went from Bucks getting two to Bucks favored by two. That's the market telling you all the money in the world was on Milwaukee last night. There was a lot of faith in the Bucks, and they lost by 39 points. Just let that sink in for a second. Everybody was betting the Bucks. That's not just recreational bettors, 20, 50, 100, $500 guys. That's the big money guys too. And it was all in the Bucks, And they got their asses handed to them. All right. Let's quickly do a couple minutes on the Suns beat down of the Nuggets. Thankfully, Phoenix Suns get me to the window with the win. And Chris Paul assists. And Aaron Gordon for the Nuggets over points. It was a, it was a good gambling night if you're on the Suns. That being said, my big takeaway from this is Jokic does not have an advantage or much of one over DeAndre Ayton. And when Ayton can play him to a standstill, Ayton had 20 and 10. And he can contain Jokic, who is going to win the MVP. And when I say contain, Jokic had 22 points on 23 shots. Jokic did not attempt a free throw. Jokic had three assists and four turnovers. That is a colossal win for DeAndre Ayton and the Suns. And they came back in the second half. They had like a 19-2 run. It was just a blitzkrieg. And I'm just telling you guys, if Ayton can stay out of foul trouble and play Jokic to a standstill, they will sweep the Nuggets. Now, I did bet the series that the Suns would win in five. Um, just remember, game six hero for Denver over Portland, Monty Morris, 
Iowa State's finest. Had 22 in that game. Monty Morris was massive. Monty Morris was 1 of 10, minus 28 for the Denver Nuggets. And I wrote a piece for FoxSports.com about how to bet this series. And the reason I like the Suns a ton, uh, Rob, I know you love a good stat. The Portland Trailblazers, defensively this year, were 29th in defensive efficiency. Okay? And 27th defending the three. So they were awful, Portland. Denver got hot. Austin Rivers. Monty Morris. Campazzo. They went bananas. The Phoenix Suns are ninth in defensive efficiency and second defending the three. Second best team in the league defending the three. The Nuggets made 14 of them and lost by 17 points. I I don't know that there's a path to victory here for Denver. Again, Michael Porter Jr. tweaked his back. We'll see what happens. He was a zero in the second half. Uh, Aaron Gordon had a solid game. But again, Campazzo and Rivers. I mean, folks, come on. Devin Booker wasn't even great. I didn't think he was great. Did you, Rob? No. I mean, I know he finished with 21, but I think he had like eight of it in the last three minutes when the game was already out of reach. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even get a great game from D-Book. Chris Paul's shoulder holding up 21 and 11. And, you know, again, the role players matter. I said Monty Morris, Austin Rivers. They weren't very good. Austin Rivers, by the way, one of four from three, two of seven. Uh, If you're getting nothing from Morris and Rivers and... Mikael Bridges has 23 points. Jay Crowder picking up where he left off against the Lakers with 14. All of a sudden, Rob, my my take my big takeaway from this game, besides the actual game, was oh, LeBron without Anthony Davis ended up getting smoked by the team that's going to go to the NBA Finals. Not that's not the end of the world if you're LeBron. You lost to a really good team. By the way, Rob, did you see LeBron's Instagram post? On Monday. I know you're on the gram. Yeah, it was uh, a little bit corny. I'm not going to lie. Oh, come on. He's an old man. That's a great movie. Yeah, but it is a great movie. But LeBron uses his social media like a 17-year-old. Doesn't? Isn't that what Tom Brady does? Yeah, kind of. I I guess the problem is that you can tell that Tom Brady is like joking with his... And LeBron is dead serious. He is, yes, LeBron is serious. <laughs> Tom Brady's definitely having fun. I mean, Tom Brady's 40, I forgot how old. He's 43? Like, he's probably got a social media team of, like, 22-year-old goofballs doing this stuff. LeBron is sitting at home, banging out reps, working with his medicine ball, and then he's like, ooh, 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 I've got a good tweet. Uh, I've got something great for the ground. <laughs> this may work better. He's doing it all by himself. I don't think he has a team because it feels authentic, doesn't it? It's got like 17 yeah. exclamation marks. You know? Yeah, and there's like there's like grammatical errors, things yes. like that. So you know it's just him it's just on his him. phone in the middle of a, of a dinner night or whatever. Hashtag get kid this. from Akron. Just a kid That's from right. Akron or whatever it is. I still um, don't know what the SFG means or the rocket ship, but, you know, it's cool. SFG. Is that the high I school I think that's what it to? is. No, it was Akron St. Mar- Vincent St. Vin- Mary's. Uh, St. Vincent Mary's? Is that what that is? No, S-V-S-M oh, would be oh, the... Oh, right, right, right. I don't know what it means, but I know he puts it on all the tweets. Yes, that's how great the playoff games were on Monday night. We decided <laughs> we'd talk about LeBron's <laughs> hashtags. And without further ado... <laughs> oh, quickly, before we get to John, let me give you just, uh, you know, rebounding from that Bucks pick. I'm, I'm going to pass on Hawks Sixers because I kind of like the Hawks again. Now... They're playing with foul money. They're a young team. There's a chance they lose, just like they did lose game two to the Knicks. Um, 
I, I just don't feel confident enough betting the Sixers. I think they bounce back, but I don't know that they cover. I definitely am on Utah tonight. Um, I think I was ranking my my best bets of the playoffs. Milwaukee over the Brooklyn Nets was supposed to be, I think, three or four. Um, so, you know, you can't win them all. I really like Utah tonight. Irrationally so. Like, I, I feel like this is a, this is one of those, okay, guys, we're tired as hell. We just won a grueling seven-game series. Now we got to go to Utah where the, the crowd is going to be rabid like Phoenix. And I I know they're undefeated on the road this, <laughs> this postseason. Um, I do think this will be a challenge. Would not be surprised if the Jazz get them by 10. I expect Utah to be cooking from deep and just a step slow if you're the Clippers. Remember, you're not going against Boban, the Bond villain, and Maxi Kleber. And um, who else were they trotting out there? Uh, you know, Porzingis, Porzingis. Seven foot three Kyle Kuzma. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> seven foot three Kyle Kuzma. I mean, Joe Ingles can play. Uh, Jordan Clarkson's got some bouts. And I'm just telling you guys, I, I really am curious. Donovan Mitchell, this is his chance to establish himself. I want to be in that top 10 player discussion. Take down these two guys, PG and Kawhi. And I think he's in there. Where are you on Donovan Mitchell, Rob G, before we get to John? I think he's very good. I, I don't think he's close to the top 10, though. I just, I don't. I think that he's a um, he's a volume scorer, and he benefits greatly from the guys around him, more so than some of the other guys who are in that tier, that range. Um, Is he better than Booker? You, that's a tough I mean, they're it's really hard, it's the hard same to player. say. It's hard to say he's not because his team has been more winning more consistently. So, you know, when it's that close, you would kind of lean towards the guy who wins. And my final note, you just said it, winning more consistently in the regular season. Right. They have correct. run into James Harden, I believe, two or three times. They did get to the second round once when they beat OKC, but there is blew a three one lead last year. What's that? They blew that three one lead last That's right, year. That's right. To Denver. Uh, there is a whiff, and I'm afraid to say it out loud because I don't want to jinx the Jazz, and I don't want the Clippers. I don't want the damn paper clips in the conference finals. There is a whiff of, hey, man, Utah's kind of like Milwaukee. Awesome in the regular season. You know, I, I see, I hear you laughing, Rob, but in the back <laughs> of my mind, I'm really thinking that. Um, but nevertheless, my money, my hard-earned Benjamins are on Utah tonight, and the Jazz better deliver. All right, without further ado, let's get to the man, John Gonzalez from The Ringer. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. Let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy who's been here before. You know, we like to bring back the good guests, the big name guests. You know, when they push it out on social media, we get like thousands and thousands of listeners. John Gonzalez from The Ringer. John, how are you? My man. Good to see you. How's things? <laughs> things are uh, pretty good in uh, McIntyre world right now. Things are things are all right. LA, you know, you're out here starting to open up a little bit, so uh, that's good. But we brought you on the pod because the Philadelphia 76ers, a team near and dear to your heart. They're in trouble, John. <laughs> Game one, they're down 20 at halftime. I had to triple check. Joel Embiid is playing, correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. He played, and they got their butts kicked. They, they rallied to make it interesting. John, um, game two's must win. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice if they had won game one, for sure. Uh, things, obviously, in Philadelphia not going as well as they are for you. Uh, it's It was a disappointing game, for sure. I mean, look. Embiid played his ass off. I mean, he played fantastic. Uh, they outscored the Hawks by, what, 13 points when he was on the floor and yeah. in 30-something minutes, 39 minutes. The problem is he has a meniscus tear. He hadn't played in a while. And you're asking him to do way, way, way too much. And I think like what we're seeing uh, or what we saw in that first game is that the Sixers are thin, man. 
They are mm-hmm. like after those first three guys, it gets you, it drops off a hill real quick. And without mm-hmm. him on the floor, they got outscored by 17 and like, yeah, they made it close down the stretch, but boy, that was ugly. Yeah, the bench got just embarrassed. Uh, Dwight Howard, total non-factor. Uh, Thibel, who there's chatter that he may start game two. I don't know if you uh, are, are privy to any of that. Um, good defender. He actually, you know, scored better than normal. Um, made a couple threes, which is rare because I don't think he's a good shooter. But, you know, him, Cork Maz, George Hill, like they were just embarrassed. I, I, I mean, like, listen, we'll get to Doc Rivers and all that first. But, um, you know, where are we after the game one loss at home? Remember, Sixers are great at home. Is this DEFCON four? Is it three? Uh, we're nowhere near one yet, right? I always screw up the DEFCON thing. Yeah. Okay. Where do you, is, does it start at five? or It does starts it at five and counts down. When you get to one, it's down. global destruction. Okay, well, yeah, three feels about right because you're right. Like, uh, they, they're so, so, so good at home. And, and that's really been like their fallback position these last couple of years. Hey, you can't beat us at home. Well, they just got beat at home. And, you know, the cliche is, you know, a series doesn't start until you lose one at home. Uh-oh. Uh, the series definitely started. So uh, I, I like uh, Thibault a little bit more than you, but Thibault's not going to win them this series. I mean, what you're going to need is Embiid, who has already done a ton. And then you're going to need Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons is such a polarizing figure in Philadelphia in wow. general and specifically right now. Like, he goes and he has uh, five turnovers and he's free throws uh, at the end of the game. Yet again, we're an issue. And, like – Look, he's he can influence the game in a lot of different ways. So if he's not going to be productive offensively, then he better be a lockdown defender, and they better move him on to Trey Young right quick. Mm-hmm. It's rare when you go seven for seven from the field, seventeen and ten, and you're pilloried because oh yeah, you missed seven free throws in a game that was decided by four points. I mean, that's that's yeah. pretty brutal. Uh, I, I'm a Ben Simmons guy. I have a soft spot in my heart for him. Um, I, I I don't know. I I tend to think that Tobias Harris is the key to the series because like he was pretty good I would say uh, pretty good in game one but he, he has to be great for them to advance he was great against Washington no doubt but I, I just I don't love this matchup um if DeAndre Hunter comes back they're gonna be even better the Hawks you know Solomon Hill with the spot start because uh Hunter was out but Hunter was incredible against um what's his or Julius Randle last round yeah you know I like the Hawks the Hawks are young and, and exciting and on the come but, but this should be the Sixer series right yeah. I mean it, sh- it should be their series and I think, uh, you know, my evaluation uh, of Toby in that first game was better than than yours. Like, I I thought he had a really good game. But again, after those first three guys, it falls off quick. So it's like, okay, you've got Danny Green out there running around trying to chase down Trey Young, who's just making him look foolish. And you realize pretty quickly, okay, Danny Green's not your guy. And maybe you have to swap him out of the lineup. But okay, so, you know what are you going to do? I mean, I like Thibault fine, but how many minutes are you going to play Thibault? Yeah. And in a, in a playoff series where you're going to shorten your bench anyway, you've got Doc out there playing how many guys yesterday? I mean, he had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six more. So he played 11 dudes yesterday. Yeah. Highly unusual. Yeah. Highly unusual. I, I will say when the Clippers were down 2-0 and the Sixers were rolling in the first round, it felt like, ah, Doc Rivers has to be smiling. You know, he leaves the Clippers, they're struggling in the first round, and the Sixers are rolling, the number one seed. They had the easy half of the draw, and things flipped basically in like a four-day span. Um, and, and now it's like, oh boy, here we go again. You know, is is there more panic about Doc or Bill, uh, I'm sorry, Bill Simmons, your boss, Ben Simmons? 
I, I think Doc's been fine. I mean, like, there's only so much that Doc can do with this group. I, I think, like, the, the bench thing, you know, he, he runs out 11 guys total. I think part of that was because they got down so quick, and he just decided, you know, he, he's a guy who likes to play his bench all together. Uh, I, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that that was a rare occurrence and that that won't happen again. But again, uh, how thin they are makes me nervous. But yeah, Ben Simmons is a thing, man. It's He's always going to be a thing in Philadelphia. He's a, he's somebody who's hugely polarizing. I like him too, just like you do. Uh, he can, He's a guy who can influence a game in so many different ways. But sometimes, you know, in addition to him being like an all-world defender and an excellent passer and rebounder, and he can push and he, and he plays great in transition, those are all ways he, he can influence the game positively, right? Well, yesterday uh, in game one, he has five turnovers and he misses those critical free throws down the stretch. Those are ways he influences the game negatively. And like, you can't get away from it. Yeah, it feels like this this year was the year it fully tilted. There's nobody left on the Ben Simmons bandwagon versus Joel Embiid, right? It's Embiid's team. You know, he had 39, unbelievable at the free throw line. He was, he's going to be finished top four in the MVP voting, which brings me to this. Like, I don't want to be negative, negative Jason. I'm trying to be positive, (laughs) you know, 2021, you know, but if they don't beat the Hawks this round, very difficult for me to imagine them trotting back this team out next year. And your trade chip is Ben Simmons. Yeah, for sure. I think so too. I think you're right. If they don't make, I mean, they, they absolutely should win the series, even with losing game one, they absolutely yeah. should win the series. And um, there have been for years now conversations about, you know, if the Sixers don't make it to the conference finals, you know, do you blow up this, that duo? And I think absolutely you're right that it, especially in this year where they have the number one seed, they have home court advantage. They have, as you mentioned, the easy half of the draw, they don't have to face the Bucks or the Nets in this round. Like this should be their like a walk, a walk to the conference finals. And if they don't walk there, if they just squeak through, you've got to consider it. Uh, and you know, like there, look, when Harden was up on the block on the trading block, there were people in Philadelphia going, "You absolutely cannot trade yeah. Ben Simmons for <laughs> James Harden." Yeah. Now think about that. Oof. I mean, it, it does not look good in hindsight. Now Harden, of course, injured the hamstring. I, it, there's chatter that he may not play the entire series. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into that, but because you're Mr. Philly and mm-hmm. you know you know the Sixers as well as anybody spending all that time in Philadelphia, I have three hypothetical for fun Ben Simmons trade ideas, uh, and I would like you to entertain them. I like it. Um, it. So for, first of all, the one that um, has gotten juice, but I don't think it's likely to happen, is some sort of Ben Simmons plus whatever else in exchange for Damian Lillard. And obviously, you know, Portland probably Portland fans will be like, no way, no, I'm not interested in that. That's that's garbage. Damian Lillard plus Joel Embiid would be unbelievable in Philadelphia, correct? Oh, I would love that. Uh I would do that in a heartbeat. I don't know what the something else is. I don't really care. <laughs> I think that, that would I mean be... like it, the Sixers have have uh future picks. You know, they they're not like uh the Clippers who have given up all their future picks. So they, you know, they give but how much I don't know how much you want to give up for the younger you're giving up the younger player. And some picks for a guy who, I mean, Damian Lillard, probably what, the middle of his prime, the back end of his prime? I don't, I don't, he, he's only like 32. He's got some time left. Um, but the Sixers are built to win now, are they not? I mean, the first seed in the East? They absolutely are. Uh, look, I, again, I like Ben Simmons. I think he's one of the best players in the league. He is absolutely a star in this league. I don't know that he's superstar level like Dame is. I would do that in a heartbeat. I think on the flip side, if you're the, if you're the Blazers, I I can't imagine why they would do that. Well, I guess the thought process would be they're so bad defensively at guard 
because Dame can't guard anybody, and C.J. McCollum is kind of on the small end as a shooting guard, and he's a scorer, but the floor opens up more. You put Ben Simmons at, and I, again, this is a little bit radical, but I would play him in the Draymond Green five spot. That's what I would do for Ben Simmons as a point center, if you will, and then you build around the shooting with uh, Simons and uh, McCollum. Uh, we'll see what Nasir Little is next year, but I mean, you're really rebuilding about a younger core. Um, Dame's too old to be losing in the first round against an inferior team that's injured like the Nuggets. Um, so so I, that one may seem a little radical. This one probably also will come off as what the hell is McIntyre thinking. Let's say the Clippers lose to the Jazz. By the way, who do you like in that series? Probably the Jazz. I mean, the yeah. Clippers The Clippers are hard to pin down. And like somebody said to me the other day, like, do you think that the Jazz were actually the best team in the West? And I was like, I don't know if they're the best team, but they're the most consistent. Yes. Right? I mean, like, they're just a team that they know what they do. They know everybody has a role. They stick to it. Like, there's not a lot of me, me, me. I think the Clippers are more talented on paper. But, yeah. you know, depends on what night you're like, which Clippers team you're getting on any given night. So, you know, I'm with you 100% on all that, but I guess my thing is that the Clippers lose to the Jazz, and, um, you know, Utah has home court advantage. They're a much better balanced team than Dallas is. Dallas, of course, you know, Hardaway and um, Porzingis in Game 7 were like 1 of 14 from 3. Listen, Joe Ingles ain't doing that. Uh, you know, the Serbian plumber Bogdanovich, he's not doing that. Uh, assuming Conley's healthy, healthy and the hamstrings good, I think they take down the Clippers. So does Kawhi want to come back to that team? If I am the Clippers, do I call the Sixers and say, we have Paul George, we need to get him out of here. Would you give us Ben Simmons for Paul George? Wow, that's a controversial one. Because um, we're talking about two basically top 15, top 17 players in the league, depending on what you think of Simmons, right? We're, we're doing all of this hypothetically without like looking at the salary. Without looking at the cap. Stuff, you, right? you fill in with cap filler. That, that's what the guys yeah. get paid 500000 a year for in the Clippers front office. All right, so so we're just going to do this hypothetically. Um, if I'm just thinking about a one-to-one, -one, I mean, like, look, Paul George is a better offensive player than Ben Simmons. True. And they're both good defensive players. Now, Paul George, is he the same defensive player that he was two, three years ago? No, he's not. And Ben Simmons is a better defender than he is. Uh, but it, on a team where you need more scoring, clearly, uh, I'd consider that. I'd entertain it. I mean, you also have to factor in that, like, you know, one guy's on the upswing and the other guy's on the downswing. So I wonder, like, I wonder if Maury would go for that. The other one is probably going to be disliked as well because who doesn't like to poop on, um, you know, trade ideas. But the Boston Celtics are going through some sort of upheaval with the Danny Ainge out. Brad Stevens kicked upstairs. Don't know who the head coach is going to be. And there is some chatter. Man, can this team win with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? I think it's too early to break them up. Jalen Brown ascending. Hasn't been an all-star yet. I think he was one of, like, the last guys that just missed it. But... Any thoughts of a Ben Simmons-Jalen Brown swap? Um, I don't know that it helps us, the Celtics as much, but it at least makes it clear Tatum's the offensive guy. We're building around him. Jalen Brown to the Sixers, does that interest you at all? I remember a couple of years ago people like saying, oh, you know, would you, would you swap out Simmons for Tatum? And like people going, nah. And now, of course, you would do that in a heartbeat. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jalen Brown, no, I think that that's like a, a step a little too far. I'd still rather have Ben Simmons. I think his upside is still there. And also, again, he can influence the game in so many different I Look, I really like Jalen Brown a lot. 
But I think if you, if your goal in this league is to add as many stars slash superstars as you, as you can, you already have two with Embiid and Simmons. And I don't know that Jalen Brown is that level. He's yeah. fantastic. He's fantastic. I just, I don't know that he's Ben Simmons. Level. Yeah. You you would have to be buying into the idea that Jalen Brown can become a top 12 player in the league. And he is ascending. I mean, the guy's been very, very good. This is his best mm-hmm. year ever. Um, you know, everybody's talked about the Wizards as a in a Brad Beal swap down 95. I, I, I just, I don't know how you would team Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons together. <laughs> Scott, I mean, that's insanity. Scott Brooks, of course, is team Russell Westbrook. And if he's kept, I can't imagine them, you know, doing anything to get Ben Simmons and Westbrook. That would just be awful offensively. But here's the problem when you're building. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, John. No, I was going to say that uh, I would I would do any kind of. Simmons for Beal swap, but I think it's also <laughs> remarkable. And I don't say this with any malice. He's a really nice guy. Scott Brooks is still the head coach of the Wizards. How is that possible? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because he likes Westbrook and they're trying to make Westbrook happy, I guess. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. 
Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know, John, it's weird. How in the modern NBA, we're building mostly around wings, right? LeBron, Kawhi and Paul George, um, Luka Doncic, like a point forward, um, you know, Tatum, again, a wing. Like the, these are the primary players. Yet Denver and Philly seem to be trying to build around Jokic and Embiid. I, where are you on 2021 building around a center versus a wing and of course, then then there's like, do you build around the backcourt, which we've seen Portland try for many, many years. Um, ja Morant building something in Memphis, pretty nice. And of course, we'll get to Trey Young in a second. Yeah, I, I think you play the hand you're dealt, right? I mean, like if you end, look, building around a center, if we were talking about it in like traditional terms, you'd be like, oh, that's a little strange. Like if you're building around, say, like Rudy Gobert, you'd be like, yeah. I'm not, that's not going to really work. Those two guys are modern centers who can shoot and pass and do everything you could possibly ask them to do on the floor, you'd be thrilled. I ask any, I think you could ask all 30 uh, wall, 28 other teams. Hey, you know, would you want to build around Jokic or Embiid? They'd all say, yes, that'd be great. Thank you very much. Uh, So, but those two are also like to use the overused cliche unicorns, right? I mean, like there's two of those guys in the world and like, man, you'd be so thrilled to have them. I mean, I, unicorn, I feel like we have to toss it out given Porzingis was a unicorn three years ago, and now he's a donkey, right? I mean, goodness yeah, gracious. Status he, revoked. Yeah, seriously, he's out of there. I just, I do wonder how challenging it is to build around a beat because he's not a, a back-to-the-basket guy like they were in the 90s. Um, and he plays like all over. You know, Seth Curry was a great upgrade, you know? Uh, I, I still remember people fighting me like, oh, Josh Richardson, oh, it's a great steal from the heat. Like, I mean, Josh Richardson probably on his way out of Dallas, right? Like he's about to be on his third team in three years, I think. Yeah. And you know what? I was wrong about Josh Richardson. I I actually really did like him. And I thought of him as sort of a Jimmy Butler starter kit. And he just like, he wasn't that guy. He couldn't, he couldn't take that much responsibility. And and clearly they needed more shooting around uh, Embiid and, and to a greater extent Simmons. And so with Curry and Danny Green and, you know, like now you're putting Toby in that role that he played for Doc when he was uh, playing with the Clippers together, like, you, you see it opens things up on the floor, but, but you're right. Like you need shooting around those guys. And like, if you don't have plenty of it, then all of a sudden you run into problems. And like, even after they unplugged Horford and they got rid of Richardson and they brought in more shooting, still not enough. It brings us back to what we were talking about earlier. They're thin. Yeah. They are extremely it's, but it's weird because you know, Tobias Harris as your number three guy seems like a huge win. Like if yeah. you look at all the teams in the league and you match up their third best player, the Sixers have one of the best third best players in the league, if if not maybe the best, right? Yeah, I, look, their th- their first three guys are fantastic, 
And the rest of the team, less yeah. fantastic. I mean, look at the Lakers. Their third best player was Dennis Schroeder, and no fan wants him back on the Lakers. Like, the third best player on the Clippers is uh, Reggie Jackson? Uh, Marcus Morris? Like, no! Tobias Harris is one of the best third third best players in the league. I, I think there's a strong case he is. I do want to wrap up with, with Trey Young. Um, mm-hmm. This was a guy who... You know, basically came into the league small. Eh, he can make a bunch of bomb shots, but can he win anything? Lost in the first round in the NCAA tournament. Like, losing a lot in Atlanta. And I, something's happened to him in these playoffs because he looks to me like he has made the jump to light speed and is just an incredible talent who, you know, looks like he could wreck this league for the next five years. I really think the, the Hawks, everybody was saying that they're like the mini warriors, you know, building around Steph and... I didn't totally see it with Trey Young until these last like three weeks, and you're like, "Wow, they've got something here." Yeah, that might be the Warrior component might be a step too far for me, but for sure, I'll say that like I don't, I don't, I, I certainly didn't expect Trey Young to be this good this quick, and he's in addition to just like wrecking defenses, and you can throw pretty much anybody at him, and that's why I'm interested to see what happens if the Sixers and like everybody expects uh, to put Simmons on him for a considerable amount, like how how that works, but. Uh, absent that, I mean, he's almost defender proof. I mean, he's really, really good offensively. Now, defensively, he gives back most of that. Uh, yeah. He's he's a, a huge liability defensively. And like you put uh, put him through the pick and roll machine, like to get the matchups you want, you're thrilled to do it. Uh, but you're right. The Hawks are on to something really fun and exciting here. And whether or not they get through this series, and I still suspect that they won't, the, you know, the future is bright for them. Yeah. This guy's shooting um, 44%, 34% from deep in the playoffs. I know that doesn't sound incredible, but we're talking about a 22-year-old who's maybe 6'1", maybe a buck 80, and he's unguardable. I mean, the Knicks were a top, I think, top six defense in the league. Sixers are certainly top 10. Why aren't the Sixers exploiting him on the defensive end and making him work? Yeah, that's yet another thing that they're going to have to do the to make an adjustment on, right? I mean, Doc clearly, <laughs> Sorry. Doc, Doc Rivers. this Sorry. is all on Doc. Uh, no, it's not all on Doc. I mean, Doc, I think that there are obvious adjustments to be made here. And once they make those adjustments, if they've still fallen down on the job, then, you know, things have to be addressed in the offseason like we talked about. But for right now, I, uh, you know, on our DEFCON scale here, I think a moderate amount of concern is is warranted, but I'm not completely panicked yet. Um, I, I, your thoughts on building around Trey Young versus Luka Doncic. It is pretty shocking to me that in a, you know, I think top five where Trey, DeAndre Ayton, and Luka all went. I think Bagley was in there and someone else. Um, that Luka's the one without a playoff series win yet, and Trey and Ayton have advanced to the second round. Now, you could obviously say, hey, come on, Luka's faced the Clippers, who were one of the favorites to win the title both years. Still interesting to me that Trey Young's here. Yeah, and when that trade went down too, everybody crushed the Hawks. How could yeah. you pass up an opportunity to draft Luca? And I think you know, in a vacuum, I'd still take Luca, but quite clearly, that trade was a great trade for the Hawks because they got extra components out of that, and they got a guy who's just gangbusters offensively. I mean, he's a he's an absolute killer. And what I really love about him, aside from the fact that he can just score in so many different ways, and he's so much fun to watch offensively. Man, didn't you love the attitude that he took yeah. into New York? Like that just like, give me all your hate. I'm your new villain. I will take it all. And it, it just, it makes me stronger. I love dudes yeah. like that. 
It's like Kwame Brown saying, I want all the smoke. Um, like Kwame <laughs> yeah. Brown versus, you know, Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, uh, Stephen A. Smith. Who else? Did, did he come after you yet? Did Kwame Brown take no, any I shots at John No, I don't, I don't want Gonzalez? any part of Kwame. Kwame yeah, I do alone, not please. either. Yeah, that, you know, I was, you know, my I was listening to it. My wife kind of heard it. And she was like, what, what's, that does not sound good. And I was like, this does not sound good at all. This is, yeah. He sounded, um, anyways. <laughs> hey, John Gonzalez, we love your work at The Ringer. And, um, you know, if you ever jump back into the political realm and if people remember having you, we had you on in October. Um, and I think we went through a little of your political history, uh, back in Texas, if I'm correct. Um, if you ever get back into that, let me know. I will be a hype man for you because I'm a believer in, we're gonna, in all things. We're going to run you, and I'll help you with your campaign. No, no, I hate politics. No way. <laughs> all right, John. Thanks a lot, man. Enjoy the uh, Hawks winning over the Sixers. No, let's, let's reverse that, but thanks for having me. <laughs> all right, buddy. Later. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today a lot of controversy well maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for best documentary feature we're going to get into that with some amazing panelists you get a shot but the individuals behind every one of those images they're complicated and they are human this has been doc talk thank you great conversation from football playoffs to basketball madness TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.